conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back. I'm your host, Deanna Chapman, which is something I realize I have not been telling anyone, so they're probably just like, who is this person talking? We always know who she's talking to. (laughs) But today, we are talking about Detective Pikachu with Mitchell McDonald. Mitchell, how are you doing today? I'm doing just peachy. I'm excited to talk about this movie. (laughs) Before we dive into the movie, though, I do want to talk a little bit about our experience with Pokemon in general, because this was something... I was really into as a kid. I had the trading cards. I watched the show Mm. on TV. I had the Game Boy games. Although I stopped buying the Game Boy games, I want to say after the Crystal Edition. So I don't have, you know, Ruby or any of the ones that introduced new Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my nostalgia is mostly with the older groups of Pokemon, the ones you had in red, yellow, and blue, and then you had the gold, silver, and crystal, and that's kind of it. After that, I'm like, what are all of these Pokemon? There's so many of them. So even the ones in, you know, the gold and silver and crystal editions, I'm like, yeah, I'm not as familiar with those as I am with the core group because the show was based off of that core group. And the trading cards were mostly those ones when I was playing. I don't think I have any trading cards of the newer Pokemon. And funny enough, this movie gave out Pokemon cards. Yep. And when I got to AMC, they were like, oh, do you want the Pokemon cards? I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Yes, I do. And I thought that was sort of a fun thing to go along with the movie because you have some older Pokemon on the cards and you have some newer ones. And Mm -hmm. I happened to get Detective Pikachu and Psyduck. So I was like, yes, this is perfect. And they have a couple versions of those two Mm -hmm. because they're in the movie more than the other Pokemon. So I thought that was just a fun little thing. But what has your experience been like with Pokemon through the years? Oh, God, where to start? Where (laughs) to start? Uh, I think, God, I'm pretty sure that Pokemon has been like one of the most or if not the most like integral piece of like pop culture media of my life, I think, just in terms of like how long and how much time I've spent with it as a property. I can very clearly remember my uh, my dad taking me to the Huntington Beach Mall some Tuesday when it came out, uh, when uh, Pokemon Red came out. And I remember like going to, I think it was probably like the KB Toy Store and buying an Indigo Game Boy Color and a Pokemon Red version. And from then on, it just, it's like, it's been something I've been in and out of love with for virtually my entire life. I think I played every game. I played at least like one version or color of every game. I played like Silver when it came out. I think I also had Crystal. I played, I remember getting Ruby and a Game Boy Advance to play it. I remember like staying up late at night playing uh, Ruby in my room when I was like in probably probably like third or fourth grade. Uh, I I remember playing, uh, I had Diamond and Pearl or I think I had Diamond on my uh, DS. And then I think I skipped the black and white versions because those were, I think, like when it was sort of, I think I was in high high school during those years. And that was when I was sort of like not as into it um, because, you know, you're in high school, you get into different stuff. But I think I came back because I think either in like my senior year of high school or my first year of college, we went to um, 
we went to Hawaii and I bought a new 3DS to play, what was it? Uh, X version X, X version. Okay. And then I also played, I played, I played Moon when Sun and Moon came out too. And I also like, I had, I remember having like a stuffed Pikachu that I brought everywhere when I was really little. I went to, when they were doing, they were doing this thing uh, when it first came out with like Burger King, where you like, they have like hundreds of different toys and you collected like these cardboard cards. uh, And you could also collect these like Pokeballs that have like these golden, like these golden like foil like tablet cards in them that you got from Burger King. I also had like the trading cards, although I don't think I ever played the game. I think I just collected them. I remember having them. God, I I saw <laughs> I saw the movies in theaters. I remember I saw the first four uh, anime movies in theaters, which is fun because they gave away the trading cards with those. So it's kind of like a fun back to that. I remember getting the cards from those and. Uh, so yeah, that's like a cool uh, thing that they decided to do. I'm very happy that they chose to do that for the new movie. Uh, with that, I definitely watched the show on and off from uh, from when I was little and played other uh, n- countless other games. And it's yeah, it's it was like probably the first video game I think I ever played. Actually, now that I think about it, and definitely like the the they they say that Pokemon is like the most successful like. Uh, franchise of all time in terms of like its crossover appeal between video games to TV to movies to the trading card game to oh and then we can get into this to Pokemon Go a couple years ago oh god Um, yeah when Pokemon Go came out it was right after I had finished college Um, I was living with my parents I didn't have a job and uh, I would just play it uh, nonstop, virtually. We lived in uh, we lived in Corona del Mar, and I would just like every day. I would take like a long walk, like either to Fashion Island, which is like this outdoor mall by my house, or to the beach. And there would be just so many Pokemon just everywhere to catch, and there would be so many other people out there doing it. And it was just this amazing uh, time for like from like July 2016 until uh, well, whenever. I feel like a large drop off happened. I feel like I stopped in like. December. Well, I know I stopped in December because I recently started playing it again and it told me when when I stopped. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I've been playing it again. So now it's just like I'm I'm back in, baby. I'm completely back. Yeah, that would probably have been my last experience with Pokemon 2, but it didn't seem like there were as many people playing it like in my neighborhood or anything like that. So it didn't last quite as long for me. Sometimes uh-huh. if my mom and I were going somewhere, I would have her drive so I could like try and catch Pokemon in the car while we were driving. (laughs) So it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know, unless you have like a pretty populated area where a lot of people are Mm. playing it, it's not quite as fun. I was like, yeah, the closest Pokemon is like down the street, around the corner, and I'm not doing that. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't have quite as much fun with it as some people did, but it was still something that I wanted to check out because I was curious. Because what I've kind of always wanted is just one of the Pokemon games on my iPhone. Mm. And there are ways to do that, but it's complicated and you can't just, you know, like go pay Nintendo for one of the games on your iPhone, which I've always thought was a little weird, but I recently went on a kick. I want to say it was last year, so it wasn't like super recently, but I found my Game Boy Advance SP and that's the last one I owned. 
Yeah. For whatever reason, I didn't buy any of the Game Boy Advance games, though, like Ruby or anything like that. So it uh-huh. was just one of those things where I was trying to play the old games, mm-hmm. but it's to the point where it like won't save my progress. I don't know if it's something wrong with the game cartridges or with the Game Boy Advance SP itself, because that is, I don't even know how old that is at this point, but it's one of those things where I was just like, I really want to play this and I don't know why. And now that the movie is out, I was like, I really want to get back into this again, but I have no way to save my progress on anything. So I was just like, oh, oh, well, it's fine. You know, the movie was really fun nostalgia for me and why don't we go ahead and dive into detective pikachu and what that's all about because there is a backstory to it it's not just like hey here's some pokemon and Mm -hmm. we're going to leave you with that and it's actually kind of different from the show and the trading card game and everything like that where you're basically battling your pokemon in this world the Pokemon coexist with the people and basically every person seems to have a Pokemon except for the main character, Tim, who is like, nah, that's not really for me. And then he finds this Pikachu rummaging around his father's apartment mm-hmm. because he thinks his father is dead. And there's a twist later that we are definitely going to spoil. So mm-hmm. just go see it if you haven't yet. <laughs> for sure. And it wasn't, you know, the most powerful story behind the movie or anything like that but it was one where i was like okay you know this is cool they gave us an actual story to follow and it's not just going to be all nostalgia all the time yeah you know there's something you actually have to pay attention to here and you know there's a villain so to speak but i did like the fact that they focused on showing us pikachu you had psyduck charizard gengar you had quite a few Charmanders and Squirtles popping up here and there, Bulbasaur. So, you know, really that core group that I had mentioned earlier of the original Pokemon, you have Mewtwo, which, you know, is a huge deal for anyone who yeah. has played the original games. And for sure. there are some newer ones that pop up. I think Snubble was the one that the lieutenant had. Yeah. And I don't know if there were some I just didn't recognize. There were definitely some I didn't recognize, actually. I'll take that back. And I was just like, okay, you know, they got their little appearances. So they blended it enough to where it's great for those who played the game from the beginning. But then anyone who might not have had the chance to do that would also have some Pokemon that they recognized. And I don't know about you, but I actually didn't have too many kids in my screening, which I thought was, one, funny and too a little weird because mm-hmm. it's a pokemon movie but uh-huh. i went during the day during the week so you know i felt like it was a lot of people either my age or slightly older who were in my showing and i think that just goes to show how wide of an audience pokemon still has yeah it's okay uh that, that was a lot i don't really know where to jump in there but uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> i went at like 2.30 on Wednesday, and it was definitely mostly like people, I'd say around my age-ish, which is very interesting. It's it's funny because like you're talking about it as like a nostalgia thing, and for me, I feel like it is not really nostalgic, as in it's more just something that I've been into to varying degrees throughout my life, which might make me kind of (laughs) lame but no uh, I do think that it's casting an interesting balance between this is ostensibly a kids movie but it also is definitely uh, appealing to people who have been uh, fans of this franchise and wanting to see something like this for uh, 
several, several years, you know? So yeah, just in that, I think that it, I, I don't know. I, I, I got to preface this with saying that like, I, I, I'm pretty much completely in the bag for any sort of thing like this, like go, leading up to this, I was, it was like my, one of my most anticipated movies of the year, just because of the designs of the Pokemon, the look of the world, just everything about that. I was like completely sold. And then like when it starts and you get Mewtwo, I was just like, oh yeah, I, I am completely in on this. This is, yeah, I, I could not be more in the bag for this, but, uh, I think the story, it's really interesting that they uh, chose to do Rhyme City, which is like a place kind of devoid of catching Pokemon, right. of battling Pokemon, which people would probably say are the main parts of Pokemon. But I think this movie was really focused on more building like a, har- a harmonious like world for Pokemon to exist in before we make so we kind of can uh, get used to the world, uh, get used to how these characters interact, how what the look and feel of this place is before we then make them kill each other. Because uh, yeah, I just think that it really the world building in this movie is uh, really, really incredible from, you know, like from in the games when you entered every different city kind of had different rules and stuff. And you get that here when he's riding the train and he, they play the little video telling you, OK, this is what this place's deal is. And you're like, oh, OK, well, there's no Pokemon battling here. That's weird. But it's so cool to just have like this really uh, neat city where you just have all these Pokemon and people living in harmony and you get a little bit of like the Pokemon working like jobs and doing different stuff. Like you got the, you got like the uh, Growlithes and the Arcanines at the police station. You have like Machamp is directing traffic. You have um, Charmander uh, is like cooking stuff. There's that, I forget what, I, I think Octillery, there's like an octopus when he's like walking down that like food street is like preparing food. I don't know. Uh, but there's, yeah, I think it, uh, it's, I think just the world building in this, in this movie was just, I was completely on board. I thought it was totally spot on. I loved the use of these different Pokemon in this world. I also loved how they were animated. I loved that the, some of them had like hard scaly stuff, like Charizard had like scales and like, he looked like hard and tough and Pikachu had like soft fur. And so Psyduck had feathers, you know, like, I think that the level of thought that they put into really um, like bringing the Pokemon that they choose to bring to life to life uh, was was absolutely incredible and it really sold me on it. Even if I feel like the plot was very much using like this kind of like noir for chi- for kids pastiche of yeah. like the a lot of the characters were like archetypes and it's like needlessly con. They say at one point that it's like needlessly convoluted, which is like also like kind of on purpose. Um, and uh, like having these these like crazy twists and turns and like a lot of like there was some gray area and stuff of that nature, I think. Uh, and then you have like when uh, what's her fa- is her name is her name Lucy in the is her name Lucy? Yes. Yeah. When she comes in, she's like, what do you know? See, like, I've got all this information. I got to get it out of you. And she's like kind of doing like a like the kind of trope of like a news reporter. And she's sort of trying to do that. And then you have like the mysterious like figure, which is uh, Chris Gear from, by the way, uh, Chris Gear, who plays like the quote unquote villain in this movie uh, is from You're the Worst. And he that's like one of my favorite shows. And it's so funny to see him in this movie, uh, like yelling at children and stuff because <laughs> <laughs> he plays like uh, a jerk on that show. 
and it's great uh, to see him here. And then, you, of course, we haven't even talked about like Brian Reynolds. Uh, obviously, is the voice of Pikachu for some reason. Um, actually, the reason is uh, I, I read in interviews and stuff that they had finished like designing Pikachu, and they knew that they wanted like a voice for it, which I think. A couple like a year or two ago, they said that it might be like they were shopping like Danny DeVito to be the voice of Pikachu, which would make for a very different movie. Yeah, very, very different. <laughs> what I'm guessing happened was that they had Pikachu and they were just kind of like being like, OK, well, how does he sound with this voice? And how does he sound with that voice? And how does he sound with Danny DeVito's voice? And how does he sound with Deadpool's voice? And when they landed on that one, they must have been like, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. That's the one. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> There were some familiar faces in this and voices in Ryan Reynolds' case for, you know, a good chunk of the movie. And then you have random appearances by, like, Rita Ora and Diplo. And I'm yeah. just like, okay. That was strange. <laughs> that was very strange. He's got to make the beats for the Loudred to play when they're doing underground Pokemon fighting. <laughs> yeah, it was just a fun little thing to catch on to. And you know, I don't think they were trying to blow anyone away with the casting. I think Ryan Reynolds really was the crux of that for them. It's Absolutely. like, hey, this guy you already know and probably love from Deadpool is voicing Detective Pikachu. So that, along with just the fact that it's Pokemon IP, probably got a lot of people our age out to this movie, you know, mm -hmm. saying that, you know, Pikachu and Deadpool are played by the same person might not do much for smaller children because hopefully mm -hmm. they haven't seen Deadpool. Mm -hmm. So you just have that sort of factor where for us, that's a fun fact. You know, it's like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like this decision. And, you know, they do keep it very PG with this movie. I mean, it's kind of a dark story behind it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're not like showing you anything super gory or, you know, yeah. they're not having Pokemon die left and right or whatever. Yeah. I mean, although you have Pikachu's moment where he's injured. So there is that. And it's it's a little sad, but he's fine. <laughs> he, he's fine. Uh, Pokemon have the, the games. They never really I, I think they can die. Like there are ghost Pokemon, which means that ostensibly they died. Right. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I think it's a really interesting choice that they went for a movie that does not involve like, I mean, there's like an obviously like a big set piece scene where they do go to like a Pokemon battle. And it's like, like an underground, like kind of like illegal. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like, uh, that part in um, the first Spider-Man movie. Okay. Where he goes to the the fight and he's uh fights uh what what's that uh uh Randy Savage right does he fight like Macho Man Randy Savage I think it's something like that but yeah, yeah. it's definitely part of Spider Man's backstory where he yeah. goes and just starts fighting to make money instead yeah. of you know using his abilities for good and you know that starts everything with the whole uncle ben thing which we don't yeah. need to go over in this episode no, but <laughs> anyone who's listening to this already knows that um but <laughs> i thought that a lot of the set pieces in this really worked for me i thought that part was really fun i liked the when you saw blastoise fighting gengar i thought the gengar design was really weird and when he was doing like double team and he made all the clones of himself that was so sick uh, and then of course you got uh charizard goes crazy and is like trying to trying to eat pikachu and um but then the, I really like the set piece um, where they go to the lab 
and then the Greninja break out, um, and they're like chasing them around, throwing like their big water shurikens at them, and then they uh, are caught in this like crazy earthquake that turns out to be Torterra, which is this giant uh, Pokemon that has a, like a basically like a globe on its back, like different biomes, like mountains and trees and stuff. I thought that was such a cool use of those two Pokemon that I really that that's that's like the shit that I like. That's like. I was like, yeah, this is that good shit. This is what I want to see. And uh, I, I'm glad that they waited so long that they could do the, that the animation and the technology were at the point where they could do this sort of right. And they could uh, make the make this world seem very believable and uh, like make sense. And I hope they make like 10 more of these movies. I know they already have two more in development. They have one that's based more traditionally around like the original games, the red red and blue version, I'm told. Um, and then they also have a Mewtwo movie in development, um, both of which are going to be live action. And I think this movie made enough. It didn't beat Avengers, obviously, on its first weekend, but I think it like did pretty well at the box office to uh, warrant more of those. And I just think that... Uh, the world itself is going to lend itself to a lot more stories now that they have the hard part out of the way, which is like establishing like this is the deal. It's also funny that they don't they like spend a little time like explaining some of the stuff. But like there's a scene in this movie that has like ditto. And if you don't know yeah. what <laughs> is, you're kind of you're going to be like, what the fuck is happening? Like. If you didn't know what a ditto was, I guess you just kind of had to... There's a lot of parts that if you don't know Pokemon as a franchise, I think you kind of just have to go with, which I can't really relate to because it is baked into my DNA. Like, there's a... There's, it's literally part of my brain because there's a there was an article going around, like, last week or two that said that if you grew up with the Pokemon franchise, you have an area of your brain devoted specifically to the names and designs of these characters, which I can, I definitely feel like I do. <laughs> yeah. And going back quickly to what it made right now, it's sitting at around 178 million worldwide, which for something that came out while Endgame is still in theaters is yeah. pretty good. You know, I definitely agree with you that I think there are going to be plenty more movies to come from this franchise. I don't think it'll be anything quite like the MCU where everything's tied together. I think they could do more movies like this where they tell a story from beginning to end and that's sort of mm -hmm. it for this one, you know. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll see Ash and, you know, these people we're familiar with yeah. too from the games. You know, you have what Misty, Brock, all all these people, Gary, I don't know. I don't think I have as much of my brain dedicated to remembering names as you That's do, but probably good. It's probably <laughs> a good thing. But I remember enough to, you know, sort of continue to get excited about this and if they end up going in the direction of using some of the newer Pokémon for, you know, the majority of a few movies or something like that maybe those might not interest me as much but at the same time i could also see them convincing me to go buy a nintendo 3ds or whatever the new one is nintendo switch and just mm -hmm. playing more pokemon games because that kind of sounds fun right now <laughs> but yeah there's new one there's a new version coming out i think it's called sword and shield it's coming out on the switch in the fall and that's gonna uh, that's gonna be gets me i think i don't have to switch yet <laughs> i had no idea that there was a detective pikachu game either yeah that's what this is based on so that makes total sense that this movie came 
from that game. Mm -hmm. And I think the only other Pokemon game I had was like the Game Boy trading card game. Okay. So it's like you would play the trading card game on your Game Boy. I don't know. It, It was one of the more unique things I think they did at the time with Pokemon. But I think, you know, visually, this movie looked pretty good too yeah i think you know some people might not like every single pokemon they saw on screen but whatever i thought they were all good and i think you know just seeing pikachu come to life in that way i was like Mm -hmm. can we have more of this please absolutely yeah i don't know what they do now because they kicked it off with ryan reynolds voicing pikachu and it's like are you going to top that? You know, <laughs> are you going to have another yeah. Pikachu that talks in his voice or, yeah, it's you know, definitely a, a, it's definitely a self-contained story that very much gets resolved, like gets absolutely resolved by the end of it. And it's like, that's that. Um, I mean, they could maybe write themselves into a way that that uh, lends itself to like a sequel. But I think the franchise is really going to be just telling different types of stories in this world. Yeah. Now that they have like the, the, this, whether it's this city or these character designs, they can just kind of expand and branch off of that. It is a really weird when you, when really, when you think about it, it is a very strange choice that they chose to go with this property and tell this story first um in to kick off this franchise sort of it's it's very strange but maybe they just wanted to go like a less violent route they wanted to give people a movie that doesn't hinge on like fighting and stuff before they really go into that because that would be uh, that's like most of what the games and uh, the anime and stuff of that nature were and maybe they wanted to go to something a little bit more child-friendly here but I don't know. Yeah, it, visually, this movie uh, works on me for every level. I think, uh, like from even outside of the just the Pokemon integration and how they are designed and how they are worked into the world, I really liked how it was shot. I liked the color scheme. I liked the like kitty, like neon noir kind of look. I liked it was almost like a little bit Blade Runnery. Is something I've seen uh, people comparing it to, which I think is fairly apt. Um, which is tight to have a kids movie that's like that. Um, and then, yeah, just the different uh, places that we go with this movie, um, I thought were all really neat to have like the forest where there's like all these different Pokemon walking around and flying around uh, to the little towns and stuff uh, really all worked. I think the story, the story is like a little bit like rote, but like it's a kid's movie and it's like, dude, that's not really what you're here for. You're here for this like you're here to have an adventure with Pokemon and to get introduced to this world. And I think that as far as that goes, it is very entertaining and very fun. And I, again, can't really speak for somebody who doesn't have Pokemon baked into their brain, but I had a great time with it. I'm probably going to watch it a lot more. I do think uh, there aren't a ton... The, the the conversation people have been kind of trying to drive this towards is is this the best video game movie ever made which i would say maybe i don't know uh, i would say maybe this or like movies directly based on video games i would say this or the rampage movie that came out last year were both like really good adaptations of video games uh this one has better world building that one ha- is like more fun and stupider and crazier and uh i don't know if you saw that but uh i did not yeah i didn't see the tomb raider movie people said it was all right but yeah it's been it's been a pretty i think uh 
pretty rough time to make video game. It's hard to make video game movies because I think maybe that was why they opted to go with like a less known story here is because in video games, you're always you're playing this character. So you have control of them. You're choosing what they do. You're going through this game. But in movies, you don't have control. You're watching somebody. It's like watching somebody else play a video game when you base a movie off a video game. So I think maybe that was part of why they decided to go with this Detective Pikachu story, which is more of like like when you play Pokemon, it's like the fun of it is you get to catch and you get to build your own team and you form like this bond with them. You form relationships with your Pokemon. You grow to love them. You you learn like their personalities. You do different stuff with them um, and you uh, have this team that's all yours. I think that would be maybe harder to make a game out of that would be or a movie out of that would be like really enticing and really like you'd be automatically on board for it is because, well, I'm just watching somebody else play this game and have their stuff. And I don't know if that is as open and shut as this movie's story is, which is very much a, like a, a, a caper, like a, a, a mystery, a light, a mystery in quotes. And I think maybe it lent itself more to like the traditional like narrative structure than maybe a Pokemon like Red and Blue or Gold and Silver game movie would. And so maybe that's why, I don't know. Yeah, looking at the list of video game adaptations that have done well on Box Office Mojo, it's kind of like, you have three franchises that stand out. Mm-hmm. Well, four, I guess. You have Tomb Raider, Mortal Kombat, Pokemon, and the Resident Evil movies. And yeah. honestly, I have seen one or two of the Tomb Raider movies back when it was Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one or anything like that. So video game movies aren't really something that wind up on my radar most of the time, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, Tomb Raider, according to this list, holds the top spot, the one from 2001. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Angry Birds movie, which, (laughs) no thank you. (laughs) I I didn't go see that. And Rampage Rampage is number three. So, you know, Detective Pikachu is already at number seven on the list as far as, you know, how well these video game adaptations are going. And given that it recently came out, I imagine it'll still make some more money. And I think these are going based off of domestic numbers and is doing really well you know, in foreign territories. So it's definitely something that while, you know, the US isn't going to be necessarily the major market for Pokemon because it's so popular everywhere else too. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where, you know, at this point, Avengers is the same way. You know, the US is only so big in comparison to literally everywhere else (laughs) that, you know, Avengers is doing gangbusters overseas you know it's made 2.5 billion dollars already oh and it's still taking the top spots on certain days you know i think on wednesday that was the most recent day they had the numbers for endgame topped detective pikachu and one has been out slightly longer than the other so you know it was close but those two movies are going to be making more money for at least the next few weeks i would imagine and that's really great for them because then it'll just fuel the next however many movies they end up wanting to do. And clearly you and I will both be going to them, you know, like no matter what they kind of do, if it's more stories like this, or, you know, they're actually going out and doing the Pokemon battles and everything like that. I am looking forward to what they do next, but why don't we talk about the little twist at the end there? Because 
Mewtwo can do things I didn't know Mewtwo could do. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't really know what that Pokemon is actually capable of, so we'll just go with it. And he basically put Tim's dad into Pikachu. So mm -hmm. Tim's dad is Ryan Reynolds, basically, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and it was just something I wasn't expecting at the end of the movie. I was like, oh, wow, they actually did something I did not see coming. Yeah, that was a very, I knew it was going to be something about like having to do with his dad, whether it was like his soul was in the Pikachu or whatever. I didn't realize that they would like actually have Ryan Reynolds like show up. Yeah, same. That, that was pretty, I was a little bit caught off guard there. I was like, oh, they made him actually come to work. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but um, it kind of leaves the plot, the plot hole of like, shouldn't he recognize his dad's voice but it's fine i think he was supposed to be like really young when he was interacting with his dad so i'll give it to them it's fine but yeah i thought i thought that it it was interesting for them to go with uh, actually this kind of twist it's actually just been about their relationship but i think it's more about uh kind of finding like reconnecting with people and having a person that you can trust as your partner because they keep using the word partner in this movie because it's like not your Pokemon don't belong to you they're your partners because they we live together in the city it's all about partnership and I think it's uh I thought, I thought it was a there's a really good uh movie podcast called Blank Check that's like one of my favorite uh, movie podcasts and they actually had two of the writers of this movie on and if you've listened to this podcast i highly highly recommend you go seek out their newest episode which is with the detective pikachu writers um they give a lot of uh very insider info on like what it was like to uh write this movie and to make this movie and just how the pokemon company sort of approached them and had them told them how they were going to do this and how they were the, the process just the process of making it they uh, would be like, okay, well, this scene's going to happen, so write this scene. And they'd be like, okay, uh, which I don't know if that's the correct way to write a movie, but it works. <laughs> yeah, I really like, I think the the climax, the ending of this movie is really cool when you have, like, the parade happening and Pikachu and Mewtwo are, like, flying around fighting each other, like, bouncing off the, like, balloons, which are, like, these 2D sort of designs of these characters that you knew from, like, their history like the from like the video games and from the anime more stylized balloon versions of these characters and then you had uh juxtaposed with all the other pokemon in the world i thought that was a, like a really neat uh thing choice that they made to like have those different designs being on display at the same time and then it still worked and i i actually liked how it was shot which is kind of surprising because this director has only done like a handful of like Jack Black comedies. Like his last movie was Goosebumps, the Goosebumps movie. Okay. Um, which is pretty wild. But yeah, I I I I liked I thought the story did its job. I think that a lot of Ryan Reynolds shtick was pretty good here. There were some bits that got me when when they're like in that massive earthquake part and Pikachu's yelling about climate change. That that was that really got me. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I'm really, ex I'm really excited to see where this franchise goes. I'm probably going to watch this a couple more times, hopefully, uh, while it's in theaters. I don't know. It seems the summer is like about to like pop off, whereas there's going to be like a big movie, like every week from here on out. It's, I was looking down the calendar and it's frankly exhausting. Most of them are just, <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're recording this the day that John Wick three comes out. So basically starting with 
you know, end game. It's just like yes. one after the other after the other. And, you know, I'm fine with it because my AMC A-list will get a lot of use these next few months. Hell yeah, baby. I saw John Wick last night, by the way. It kicks a lot of ass. It's wonderful. It's really, you should check it out. Yeah, I, I had a I saw it in IMAX. It was tight. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, there's a lot going on. And OK, so is now a good time for us to dive into the second hour of this podcast where we're going to talk about Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> <laughs> no. OK, uh, well, that's that's your loss. One thing I do want to say about the Detective Pikachu story, though, is the fact that it didn't need to be a complicated story. In some ways, it was with the little twist there at the end. You're like, oh, okay, you know, that's a thing I was not expecting. I was kind of just expecting his dad to live on in Pikachu, which, Ooh. you know, would have left the door open for Sequel. Brian Reynolds to come back and voice Pikachu because now, as far as I know, all we really understand is that Pikachu is back to saying Pika Pika yep. <laughs> and, and that's it. And uh -huh. you can't really have Ryan Reynolds doing that for, you know, yeah, I mean, ever. I mean, I guess you could. It works with Groot. So, you know, who knows? True. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would it would feel very strange if they like had to like put him back in the Pikachu somehow. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really know how that will work. But I mean, honestly, like I'm fine with it just being one movie of that. Yeah. Because like, we already have the Deadpool movies, which are going to, I mean, I know there's not one scheduled right now, but I'm, I assume that Disney will make more of them. And that's like a very sh similar shtick. Uh, and so I think I, I'm, I'm on board for this world to like sort of have these more standalone type stories just given within a, uh, uh, within this uh, Pokemon world. And that the world, the Pokemon are more the franchise than the uh, actors or the actresses. Uh, and there's just like self-contained stories. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I think it's going to be a really interesting thing because God knows there's there sure is a lot of different stories they could tell in this world that already are, whether it's the very the various different like original style games or all the spinoffs. There was like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. There was Pokemon Snap. There was Pokemon Ranger, Pokemon Stadium. There's like so much. There's so much here for them to do that it really, and I'm just like completely pretty much on board as long as they can make like, as long as like the movies are like at this level to better, like I'm, I'm on board. I'm sold. I, like it's, it's, I'm a very easy person to please here. I feel like. <laughs> so uh yeah i'm just stoked that this exists and that it uh is good and i love it and thank you for uh letting me chatter about it for for an hour here 45 minutes here and that rules yeah of course i know we were texting back and forth and i was like have you seen it yet have you seen it yet and you know you had some other stuff going on because i went into it and i was like okay i know mitchell and i are going to be talking about this mm -hmm. so i was like is mitchell going to like this because i had fun with it but i ultimately gave it I believe a three out of five, which mm. I probably would bump that up a little on a second viewing mm. just because I think it really does accomplish what it wants to accomplish and it doesn't need to do anything more than that. And you gave it, I believe, a four and a half out of five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I love that. <laughs> you know, I love that you really just dived into this movie and enjoyed it and it makes for an interesting conversation because you know not every movie is one that you and I necessarily agree on so we have you know quite a few text conversations where you know we either really disagree on a movie or we're like pretty much feeling the same on it 
Yeah. Like, again, I'm... This is something that I pretty much, seeing the trailer, the first trailer that came up for it, I was like, what the heck? But then, like, in time, seeing the trailers more and more, I was just like, oh, fuck, I am so on board with this. Like, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's something I can't really analyze critically. It's something that I have just complete, uh, like, naked bias for is, is this franchise and this sort of thing. So... I, I just, it makes me so happy and I'm so stoked to finally be able to see it. And I, yeah, I'm very biased and I can't really analyze it critically. I can just tell you what I love about it, which I think is fine. Um, I, I, I don't think I can fault people for giving it like ratings like you gave it because I think it is a very, it's something you're either in or you're out on, I feel like. Uh, and I, I feel like you could see it. Like, I know there were people that saw like the trailers or like the ads for it and be like, that looks horrible like what the heck are they doing like <laughs> what is this i totally get it um that you could like not be on board with it because it's very much like a world and a set of rules and like all these things that if you aren't familiar with are gonna be fairly impenetrable because there's a lot of just weird stuff there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pokemon and there's been they've been making these games for like two decades and it's like it's so much. And, but as somebody who has grown up with those things, I really, it, it feels like, like when people like back when they first were making like a lot of like the superhero or like the big, like nerdy properties into movies, like that feeling of, oh my gosh, this thing is on the screen and I am completely on board with it. And like, this is the thing for me. And like, whether it was like when they were making like the first superhero movies uh, back in like the 90s, early 2000s, or like Star Wars, when they brought Star Wars back, like how people like reacted to a lot of those franchises and stuff. I feel like this is that, but like for me, because I grew up with this. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I totally think it's fair if people are like, what the heck's going on here? I don't, <laughs> a lot of, I follow a lot of people on like Letterboxd or on film Twitter that are just like, I, we, this isn't what and I'm like that's fair but this is my movie made for me so <laughs> yeah I'm all for differing opinions on movies I think that yeah. is perfectly healthy and fine and great when people can you know agree to disagree <laughs> and I think that's the case with this I haven't seen people being like oh you suck for liking this movie or anything <laughs> like that so you know it's kind of refreshing because it's the yeah. internet but I will link to that blank check episode you mentioned I already downloaded it while we were sitting here talking so I okay. have lots to listen to. And, yeah. you know, we were debating also talking about Carly Rae Jepsen for a bit, but I have not had time to give the full album a listen just yet. So we're going to have to hold off on that, unfortunately, but also just go yeah, listen yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, definitely go check that out. I don't know when this is going to come out, hopefully soon, so we can capitalize on people watching and still having Detective Pikachu on the mind because movies, are, there's going to, again, like there's already John Wick coming out this week. Something comes out next next week. It's also really big, and then it's like, oh, uh, the Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah, the Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, Aladdin. I think I'm gonna see it just because Aladdin was like one of my favorite, uh, like of that era Disney movies, and just be. I saw Dumbo, and I it was bad. It was very bad. Um, I did not see Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo. Uh, but like, yeah, we're getting a lot of these Disney live action remakes over the next couple of years. So, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> basically just go see some movies over the next few months and there is guaranteed to be something you will enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also I just, so I recommend, uh, John Wick 
and also Booksmart I saw, which okay. is so good and so funny. Awesome. Yeah, I have plans to go see that too. There's quite a few things I still want to see right now that are yeah. out. So like I said, my AMC A-list will be getting lots of views. But Mitchell, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to chat about Detective Pikachu. We probably could have gone longer if we like really dived into every little detail, but you know. <laughs> no, I think this is perfect. I'm sure whenever the next Pokemon movie comes out, you'll be first first call I make to uh, oh. have you on. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Let's hit it. Awesome. To our listeners, you can follow us at Geekdom Pod on Twitter. Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah.